Good morning everybody, it is Tuesday the 6th of July and this morning the market is behaving itself. Wall Street was closed last night, futures were up 15, Europe was up a little bit, the iron ore price up 1.9%, the oil price up 1.8%, BHP and Rio were up a little bit in the UK, Bitcoin was down 5% and our market just tickling a little bit higher today. Big news yesterday of course was the bid for Sydney airports. And that comes from a consortium of people, QSuper, IFM Investors, and IFM owns stakes in Melbourne Airport, Brisbane, owns 25% of the Melbourne Airport, 20% of the Brisbane Airport, 13% of the Adelaide Airport, and QSuper owns a stake in Heathrow Airport as well, and GIM, Global Infrastructure Management, owns London's Gatwick Airport and London City Airport. So they know what they're doing. They have paid 8.25 cash. The share price went up 33.9% yesterday. I read in some of the research that there is some chance of a competitive bid. Otherwise, it's a fairly full price. And as you look at the research this morning, most brokers have target prices now moved up to that 825 level. Macquarie 850, Ords 825, Morgan's 825. It's an indicative proposal, but it does show you that some of these big funds are opportunistically whilst COVID is on, opportunistically putting them their foot on long-duration infrastructure assets, or as one broker calls them, high-quality and irreplaceable infrastructure assets. So for those of you holding Sydney airports, you probably just hold on rather than tip them straight out because there is a chance of a bit of competition here, albeit opportunistic. The price is described as full, although it's still below the pre-pandemic level. So long term, it's probably a bit cheeky. Short term, it's overpriced. Right, other stuff today. We had ANZ consumer confidence numbers. This is a weekly number. They're quite interesting because they show you the impact of recent lockdowns and Consumer confidence in Melbourne was down 2.7%. In other words, not down a lot. But Sydney, down 8.9%. Brisbane, 7.7%. Adelaide, 65 It's short-term stuff, but quite interesting. On the subject of COVID, one of our glorious members asked us to include the COVID charts out of the Financial Times that we have run fairly regularly during COVID, but less regularly recently. So I have put those in. If you have a look at those, we've got deaths and new cases and that Indian spike has all but disappeared. Brazil's on the fall. Russia and Indonesia seeing rising cases and deaths. Otherwise, it's all disappearing. You might have noticed the UK has announced the lifting of all restrictions on July the 19th in two weeks' time. And that is because summer is coming around in the Northern Hemisphere. So less chance of contagion. But also because in the UK, 86% of adults have had their first dose and 64% two doses. So Australia dragging their heels. And it's a good lesson for Australians to realise that there are national benefits of individuals getting vaccinated. The other big story overnight was the oil price spiking. It wasn't really a spike. Having a rise on the back of OPEC plus 
failing, which is OPEC plus Russia, failing to agree on oil production increase. They abandoned their meeting yesterday. Saudi Arabia and the UAE have disagreed over, over how to measure production cuts, and it's all turned unusually personal and public, sorry, has turned into an unusually personal and public spat. They actually left without agreeing a date for the next meeting. Oil price jumped a little bit, highest in two years on concerns that the increase in production schedule for August won't take place. And the oil market's already in deficit as the pandemic recovery increases demand. And the U.S., remember the U.S. having all their stockpile storage facilities running at full capacity a couple of years ago? Well, they are not anymore. It's all very average now. But the U.S. is obviously concerned about an oil price spike popping popping inflation up and limiting the economic recovery. So Biden's weighing in, asking them to resolve. Anyway, chances of a bit of a an energy sector recovery certainly seems to be happening today. Most of the stocks up two to four percent or so in the energy sector today. Right, strategy summary. Nothing really to say today. No change. U.S. closed overnight. No meaningful movements in Europe. We are still fully invested despite a few short-term technical sell signals on the ASX 200, which I highlighted in the weekend email. So moving on from that RBA meeting today, we are expecting them to announce some tapering after their $100 billion worth of bond buying program runs out in September. We'll see what they say. Poseidon Nickel came out of their trading halt this morning. This, of course, is the stock which I picked as my one-stock portfolio stock, which is designed to be a stock that could multi-bag on a 10-year theme, the theme being the nickel price going up, thanks to electric vehicle demand, amongst other things. But of course, at the same time, they've had assay results, a speeding ticket, and they've done what they usually do on these announcements. A lot of these resources companies do do it. They pop on the announcement of assay results or ahead of the announcement. And then when the announcement comes out, they flop. And that's exactly what Panoramic has done today. Popped and flopped. They are down to 9.3, having been 10.5 as they frenzied ahead of the announcement down to 9.3 today. Still a very respectable price. I will be holding on. I do hold them personally. I will be holding on despite pop and flop. Also on the nickel front, you might notice Goldman Sachs have upped their target price on IGO by 36% with a buy recommendation after their first quarter results last week. Another nickel stock benefiting from the nickel price rise. See charts of those in the strategy piece today. And that's about it today. One of the quietest days we've had for some time. That just leaves me to highlight the very accurate Goldman Sachs research predicting that England will win the Euro 2020. I know it's 2021, but they're playing it a year late. England are in the semi-final against Denmark. I'll have to get up at 5 a.m. on Thursday morning to watch that. England are paying $1.70, Denmark $5.50, and Goldman Sachs predicting after researching 6,000 matches since 1980 that it's coming home. Or I suppose if you live in Australia and you're English, it's going home. The other semi-final is Italy and Spain. I think that's 5 a.m. tomorrow morning. Anyone wants to get up for that? England hasn't won one of these tournaments in 55 years. Henry 
is a cynical pessimist, but I think this time it's the best chance we've had in 55 years. Right, that's about that. Sorry, not very exciting today. You can go and make yourself a cup of tea, have a hot digestive biscuit, and watch England and the British Lions, they're in South Africa at the moment, on telly. You have a fabulous day, and I will speak to you tomorrow. (laughs) 